You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just to go. Debater. 17 to 14. Cowboys out in front. Star begins to count. Takes the snap. He's... Pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown. Pump fake. Wallace picked off. Nick Collins. Nick Collins on the return inside the 10. Leaps for the touchdown. What's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access Post Game Show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. And we have got a packed house in here tonight. We have Jacob and Justin from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining. We've also got Goose in the chat. Tried to hop on with a little bit of video, audio. Like we said, it looked like a Charlie Chaplin video, man. It looked like a <laughs> film from the 1920s. I was about to hold a drink over the lot to get that effect. You know how they used to do back in the old <laughs> day. But anyway, the Packers come away with a 28 to 19 victory over the Chicago Bears. And man, it was not looking good at first, guys. This thing got, it got kind of ugly. And, you know, I remember thinking, you know, I don't want them to just go straight to the pass, right? Like, let's, let's stick with the run as long as we can. But there was one point where I'm like, screw the run, just start winging this thing all over the yard because it just wasn't looking good. But initial thoughts, uh, start with you, Jacob. What did you think about the game today, man? Yeah, it's funny, man. We all so we have a Discord chat where we basically everybody from the Packernet podcast network has uh, just an open chat where we kind of just you know usually it's just BSing and kind of you know talking ball and that kind of stuff. And then when the game starts, we all just you know have our armchair quarterbacks you know things that we throw in there. And yeah, init- initially we all thought, oh, here we go again. This you know here we go with another Packers loss and. Yeah, um, it was just um, it was so good to see the team actually dig for once, dig deep. Um, you'll get you're going to hear some uh, some interviews coming up about Lafleur and Rogers kind of being on the same page and having some funny conversations that um, you know we haven't heard from in the last. You know, we've lost what is it? The last seven of eight, so we're not used to winning anymore, guys. And that needs to really we got to figure that out real quick. But it felt super good. I honestly, you know. I was still yelling and, and cussing and, you know, saying all sorts of things the first half because I just felt that we were leaving stuff on the field. And we clearly were as soon as we started kind of 
Christian Watson's a dog. Just as it just as like Bill Ryan just said there, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers can still play ball. You know, um, our offensive line, even though we had a, that was one thing that we did not talk about at all, other than maybe coach in the chat was uh, Zach Tom filling out left guard, or I'm sorry, left tackle, and was it Yash over that right tackle? Rogers, I think he said in his post game, he said, "I fell on my back once today." That's a dream scenario for a quarterback wow. in any situation, let alone being a quarterback that has a broken finger, a broken thumb, a torn torso, and you know, just all the weight of the world on him. So <clears throat> uh, we can get into how much of a freak Christian Watson is. We can get into the fact that Aaron Jones seemed to contribute as much as he could. I think they might be nursing a little bit of an injury. AJ Dillon, when uh, when Jones couldn't show up, he decided, oh, great, I'm going to take this on my shoulders. Then we had guys like Lazard that were stand, you know, standalone guys that just showed up and were steady eddies. So all around, I'm so happy. It was just it, it was just so good. It's so filling for me personally because everybody on this stream right now has tickets to the next game, the Packers play. <laughs> and I'm just going to say just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot more fun. And, and honestly, if we had lost, I was ready to acknowledge that maybe this was a, a, a blooming into the next generation of Packer years. But at this point, mathematically, we are still – Still in the hunt, and I know that Rodgers is definitely not going to sit at this point. That's not going to happen. We are going to be watching Aaron Rodgers starting against the Rams, and who knows if Stafford's going to be able to go at that game. So maybe we win that game, and then who knows what happens after that, guys. So I am here for it. I am um, re 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 rejuvenized, revenalized. I'm ready to go. <sighs> Justin, no swearing. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's it's always that was, good. That was very proper. <laughs> it's, always, it's always good to watch the Packers beat the Bears. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was among the camp that I'd rather see the Packers lose out and get the better draft pick. But mm. you know, at the same time, I was telling a bunch of my buddies today. You know, it, we're playing the Bears. I can't root against us to not beat the Bears. That's right. The three of us are all gonna be there in two weeks against the Rams. I'm not gonna root us. A, root against us then we we got to win these games you know it just it, it's a weird season for us man but you know it, it again it, it's nice to beat the bears so justin how, how, real quick how old are you because clayton asked me this the other day how uh, old are you when were you born i was born in 88 i okay, am 30, so he's younger than i am oh, and man. i will be 34 the day after i see you guys my birthday. Is oh, wow. So oh, it's a Justin's birthday celebration. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. So Goose in the chat said I asked for his input and he said uh, I was out shopping. So I was in and out of the game. The biggest takeaways. Watson's a stud. Dylan's returning to form. The defense is just a train wreck. And I think a bunch <laughs> of guys need to be benched and Barry needs to be out of town. Also, Tom is looking like a gosh darn mega hit by Goot. Goot is the goat. Oh, and Roger still owns the Chicago Bears. Actually, it says Chicago Bays. I think he means. <laughs> I'm an 88. What do you say? I'm an 88 baby too. Awesome man. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> All right. So that's pretty much sums it up. Now I will say this. I agree with AJ Dillon, which I can't remember if it was you, Jacob, or maybe it was Ryan on his podcast. Somebody had talked about how AJ Dillon's one of those running backs. You know, like when it comes to Aaron Jones, you can just throw him in, and he's he's an impact player. 
But with AJ, it's like you've got to get a little bit of momentum. You've got to get a little bit of a flow to the game. It's almost like he's got to kind of get in rhythm. And uh, that's something that's pretty common across the league. But with that being said, I thought he looked a lot better for sure. I love the fact that the Packers didn't give up on the running game as quick as I wanted them to because I think that might have cost us the game, to be honest with you. The fact that they kind of stuck with it there with A.J. down the stretch really made a big difference. And uh, Jake here in the chat said, you're really watching that Seahawks-Rams result. So there's playoff implications there. We need to figure out maybe if if one of us can do that by the end of the show to kind of look at the current standings. And you got to search um, – NFC conference standings to get the true, you know, playoff seed. Maybe we could take a look at that before we get out of here. But let's start what off. They, Go ahead. What did they say before today's game? We had like a, a 48% chance still to I'm get in sure. the playoffs. Was it that high? Because that's awesome if it was. No, he said 428, right? No, I think it was 48 if they, if we went out. I'm oh, sorry, if you went out. I didn't finish gotcha. that, yeah. You got to have a little bit of help, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that sounds right to me. A lot of help. Yeah. <laughs> little help, yeah. little help, Justin. Come on, let's keep it positive. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to share my screen here so you guys just ignore the echo for a second. We're going to go to the first big play. It came in the second quarter, 23 seconds left. The Packers were losing 16 to 3, and this was the Christian Watson touchdown, uh, touchdown catch here. On fourth down, guys, I was in the chat screaming, kick the freaking field goal. What are we doing? It's early, <laughs> and then after they completed it, I went, that's right. That's exactly what you do. But here's the play. <laughs> we'll snap it on fourth down. Rogers steps up. End zone. Watson. He's got it again. He is absolutely on fire. His seventh touchdown in the last four games, and the Packers are right back in. All right, so what did they say? Seventh touchdown in the last four games. Is that right? What a stud, man. What a stud. Yeah, dude, that's that's exciting stuff, man, because you guys heard me. I think it was two weeks ago. I kind of laid out all the draft picks, and I said, all right, these three are hits. These four are still up in the air. I think these three are misses, whatever the number was. One of the up in the air was Christian Watson, and everybody was like, Everybody was like, you're crazy, dude. What do you mean? He's, he's just hit. He's, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I need to see more. I was wrong. And I'm so glad I was wrong because this dude, he is an impact player. Everything that Ryan's talked about on the Packernet podcast about how even just him being in jet motion, right, and, and, and how it manipulates the defense and forces them to look at different angles. Guys, you got to give kudos to Matt LaFleur too, and we'll talk about it here in a second, the end of round. All the play calling today – really set up that fourth quarter. I mean, everything laid into place. They were setting up play after play after play. And and when Christian Watson is healthy and he's on the field, man, he is a game breaker. He's one of those guys that tilts the field. Now, what you're going to start to see, Jacob, I, I truly believe this. I think you're going to start to see a little bit of bracket coverage. What you got there, Justin? I don't know oh, if you no. can see that. What no, you do? What? I'm just giving Jacob shit crap because uh, – <laughs> Whooping them in our fantasy matchup. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, <laughs> really? That doesn't count as a curse word because you did not you did not use the T at the end. You didn't so it's fully, fully giving them crap. Fully do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Darnell Savage. You don't fully commit to every single play. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Jacob, what what did you think, man, of that that touchdown catch? Obviously, Rogers. You know, he threw several wobblers. He was definitely off the mark. I didn't see him make any bad decisions today, but it was all about accuracy and probably the thumb. It's an excuse. I get it. But that throw to Watson, what what really caught my eye was Aaron kind of, I don't want to say underthrew him, but threw behind him a bit. And Watson adjusted, bodied the guy, 
made the possession catch. It was a nice catch. And, and you know, I, I thought he was just supposed to be a speed demon. And here he is making possession catches and doing all these things in the running game and everything else. What did you think about Watson today? Yeah, I guess that was one of my things that I was really impressed with is that it wasn't he didn't I mean he didn't run like a perfect route or nothing, but he and he well he's not like the you know, the scramble type guys like uh, Lazard. I, I saw a stat about Lazard, which I thought was insane. Of the 45 catches or 43 catches that he had, like 38 of them were first downs. I'm, I may be off by like no, two, yeah, you're right. yeah. two catches or receptions or whatever, but it's like either f- basically 40 catches and 35 of them are first downs, right? So yeah. that's kind of – he's like our go-to. When I say that he – Lazard earlier, me and Clayton talked about this, how he wasn't a number one receiver – and that just means he's not like the number one stat receiver, but he is a number one possession receiver as if like, you know, you look for him on first and third downs, obviously, and being a secure guy. But now Watson, Watson is evolving into being that quote unquote first receiver. That's just the deep threat, the crossing route guy, the drag route guy. And now, like you said, he also adds, uh, adds into the mix that he can just, take an end around and absolutely run it to the house. We talked earlier about how he has more. He's second in the league of running over 20 miles per hour, which is just, I mean, gazelles or like antelopes. I don't know what it was. Zebras do that. Like not humans. Humans don't do that. The only other people that do that are Tyree kill. That's the only other guy that's, you know, dogs with the mange back home in Harlem. Yeah. Only man. I just like, People don't do that. Human beings are not supposed to do that. And the only guy that can do that is Tyreek Hill, again, who is like a mini-me type person who's like six or uh, yeah, five, ten, maybe, when he's wearing <laughs> sand, like, you know, high heels. I, The guy is just incredible. Oh, and, again, I want to take my condolences. I only ripped on Christian Watson one time on one hey, podcast. Bringing it up. <laughs> I, oh, no, let, me hit, oh, let me hit timeout. Let me hit timeout. So he was my first draft choice. Always brings this up, and nobody just, has ever pointed out that he ripped on him. But he, it's I feel he guilty. Hates himself for it every time. Just, just cut it off, hey, man, It's, it's me, Maya culpa. Oh, I have to do it because in my heart of hearts, I feel so guilty. Because one time I said, "Ah, oh, he's kind of made of glass." That's all I said. <laughs> I told you. I said he's a freak. He's a phenom. He's going to be amazing. And now, holy crap, he is. And I just feel so guilty because I made his. I just hope, Mama Watson, if you're watching. I just, you know, I, if you, if you stop talking about it, nobody would even know. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's like my dog, man. When, when my dog gets into the treat bag and I didn't let him right, I go downstairs Don't and he's, going, to your he's dog. Going, <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, just what, if you would just chill out, I wouldn't even know. Like, anyway, that is true. Like if your dog was just like, mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done nothing. Smoking a cigar in the corner. Of the it's proven, yeah. sir. So Goose says in the chat, he said, remind me how many touchdowns Pickens has. How about the other rookies? How about any other wide receivers? Love it because it goes hand in hand with what Jake said in the chat here, which was um, I looked up touchdown in the dictionary and all I seen was a picture of Christian Watson. <laughs> so why isn't think, Jake Justin? on the live? Why, why don't we get Jake on here? Jake, come on, get on the draft. Jake's one of those guys, man. He's he's uh, trying to say how to say this appropri- uh, appropriately. He just gives you just a little sample every now and then and keeps you always wanting, you know, keeps you coming back for more. Right. So I think he gave me that one, that one visit on the podcast. And he's like, nah, I ain't ever going back on that. That's, that's a joke of a show. I'm never going back on that again. So anyway, Justin, what'd you think of Christian Watson today, man? No swearing. (laughs) I like how you had to remind me. (laughs) Uh, I mean, 
the dude is a beast, man. Like, how do you, obviously he had the injury issues and the concussions and all that at the beginning of the season, but I've, I've said it time and time again, since we drafted him, he was my favorite draft pick of every pick that we made throughout the draft this season. And, and he, again, he, he had the injury issues, but he, dude is killing it. How it's, there is not a more exciting player to watch on this team than Christian Watson right now. Yeah. The dude is a stud. He he is absolutely just lighting it up. That's I don't and know. It's funny, uh, Justin, you say injury issues, but in the beginning of the season, it was almost more of a confidence issue because remember what he did, that first play of scrimmage against the Vikings, the first play that we got to see Christian Watson, first play Aaron Rodgers drops back, first play that everybody's so excited to see after waiting for six months of football. We see him streaming down the sideline, a perfect ball, hits him directly in the hands. He's leading the defender by three yards, and what happens? He drops it. He, now he imagine. Dropped, he, he dropped that ball, and he's had other drops at times. But but imagine if he catches uh, it, is what I'm saying. Do you like? Because we've seen now that he's a confident player when he has – uh, a couple like and he he didn't just drop that ball he dropped a few other balls he got injured and then in that yeah. Dallas game where he quote unquote came alive people don't remember he dropped the first two balls of that game too so yeah. he had to at that moment be like all right I got to pull myself up out of this dirt that and, and then I think after that's that that yeah. that's one of the best things about him as a player though is I think that he he doesn't get down on himself he he drops a ball and he doesn't hang his head and be a crybaby about it the dude right. picks his head back up and he is a difference maker for the rest of the game. And he has been a difference maker for what the last month now. He, yes. Yeah. That's the, that, he's going to be an all-star in this league. And I guarantee it right now. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's what you call mental toughness too, man. It's like when I forget to take out the trash and I still sit at the dinner table with my wife and look her in the eye, right? That's called mental toughness. And uh, Christian Watson has that for sure. So I'm going to share the screen here. We're going to go to the next play that, that kind of came up to me and seemed important. This was in the fourth quarter. We had a fast forward to the fourth quarter. 14-47 left. Chicago's winning 19-10. A.J. Dillon with a nice touchdown run. Let's check it out. Take it to Watson. Give it to Dillon. And A.J. Dillon on the move into the end zone. It's a touchdown. And the Packers are within a score. You talked about blocking receivers for Green Bay. Sammy Watkins had a really nice. All right, so he, one of the things you heard there early on in that play was fake it to Watson, give it to Dylan, right? And that's what I was talking about. Matt LaFleur called a, a really good game. I know it didn't feel like it until the fourth quarter, but there were so many plays he was trying to, to make happen, and uh, it just all kind of came together and clicked in the fourth quarter. And kudos to Rodgers, sticking to the game plan, didn't check out of a lot of plays, stayed with the run, went to the end around uh, later on. But, again, that was set up by that A.J. Dillon run. And, and anytime a running back scores, guys, you've got to look at the offensive line and say, okay, you know, what role did they play? I felt like the offensive line played really good. And Goose in the chat brings up a good point. He says, so when Bach retires, meaning Bakhtiari, is Zach Tom or Jenkins the dude at left tackle? In my opinion, it's definitely Zach Tom. Zach Tom looks more comfortable at left tackle than he does at left guard. And with Jenkins' uncertainty going into the offseason, are we going to re-sign him or are we not? Um, I, I think it's just absolutely phenomenal that we've got Zach Tom who can fill in the guard in a pinch but also play left tackle. So he's the left tackle of the future, in my opinion. And then, um, you know, whatever you got to do with Jenkins, I'm personally leaning towards, look, 
if he's asking for 10 million plus per year on average, I don't want him back, man. I love the dude. I'd love to see him back with Green Bay. That would be great. But you got to go let him test the market coming off that ACL. Let him come back and see if it makes sense. But right now, as it sits, you're going to be getting Yash back. You got Bach at left tackle. You'll have Yash at right tackle because you will be able to sign him to uh, an, an offer that can be matched in free agency. Therefore, probably probably will include draft picks. I don't know all the details there, but I do know that he is not an unrestricted free agent. Uh, JJ pointed that out when we were on a podcast here recently. So you got Myers at center, left tackle Bakhtiari, right tackle Yash Nijman, Nijman, whatever you want to call him. And then you got Zach Tom that can plug in at left guard. Guys, that's all. And, and Runyon playing right guard fairly decent, especially in the passing game. That's all you need at the offensive line. You do not need to overpay for Elton Jenkins. But with that being said, get a stud left guard back at a discounted price because he tested the market and the market wasn't there. That would be awesome. But what do you think, Jacob? What's your what's your dream scenario for the offensive line next year? Man, this one's a really – that's really tough for me because right now I am as much on the fence with Bakhtiari – maybe even more than Rodgers because with Rodgers, it's not that I don't trust that he can do it still. I think that he just doesn't, his heart's not in it and he maybe has a contractual thing going on or maybe he's just, I don't know, with with Bakhtiari. They're kind of a package deal. I do in a way, but that's again why I don't quite. The other stays. And exactly, but I, that's where I'm saying is so I think that Bakhtiari, I think that Rodgers is a mental, whether or not he wants to do it, Bakhtiari to me right now is a hundred percent physically if he's able to keep playing in the NFL. I don't think there's anybody that can argue the fact that there's a question mark as to why or whether or not he can finish an NFL season at an elite level, not even at an elite level, just at a if he can just limp through a season because his he didn't play it this game, guys, and he hasn't played multiple games in the last two years. And granted, when he does play, he's still a decent. I'm not I shouldn't say decent. He's a very great, if not great. good. Yeah. He's a great left tackle, but he's up there in age now. This is the type of uh, year where we don't give offensive linemen that final, you know, third, fourth. We never do that, usually, you know, unless right. they're absolute phenoms. And um, yeah, he's hurt. hurt. And he's, 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 that being said, I like, I'm one of those guys, I'm a very big Yosh lover. I don't think, I don't understand why, honestly, he gets as much hate as he does. I don't say, I shouldn't say hate, but, um, I still have uh, hope in Myers. I still think that Runyon has some hope. If we can refine his run blocking skills, he's going to be a freak. I mean, he'd be he'd be an elite blocker in any aspect of the game. Um, I want to see what we have out of Elton. I just I don't know exactly what to do there. I that that one because I thought right out of the gates with Elton, this is guys. He's our next Bakhtiari. This is the guy we're gonna. And I didn't even think of him as a tackle. I just thought if he's that guard, if he's that guard, just pay him. But now I'm I'm worried that he's gonna think he's that guard because he's kind of played there and he's kind of or I'm sorry that tackle money and now he's gonna think that he's solidified guard and he's gonna try to get money in between like you Clayton I don't want to pay him to be a high price guard or a high price tackle I want him to just be a get paid as a, as, a, as a guard and then right show us that you can do more. Yeah, because he, he definitely didn't show he could play tackle in my opinion, right? So um, no. I know here in maybe the- in stretches, but that's it. Yeah. In the chat, Bill Ryan says, Jacob, Jacob, I admit uh, the same. I don't know what that word Maya is. Maya Culpa. Okay, Maya. See, Jacob's already used to me not having a good grab of the English language. He's ready to explain. I believe it's Latin just for are. saying I'm sorry or something <laughs> like that. As know. you, as I also said that Watson was made of glass. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I love it, man. 
Love love it when people repent on the show. Now, um, Jake Jake in the chat says the dream would be Paris Johnson at left tackle, Zach Tom at left guard, Ooh. Josh Myers at center, John Runyon at right guard, Josh Niesman at right tackle. What do you think, Justin? What do you what do you see for the offensive line next year? Uh, I, I'm honestly pretty impressed with Zach Tom at left tackle. I. I truly think that Bakhtiari is going to come back next year because I think that Aaron Rodgers is coming back next year. And I, I feel like with the comments that Rodgers made in the, was it 2020 offseason when he was dealing with all the drama and everything about the people in the building, if, if mm-hmm. Rodgers stays for another season and then Green Bay kicks Bakhtiari to the curb, that's not going to suit well with Rodgers. That's you know? exactly so right. I, that's not going to work. Yeah, I truly think that Rogers is going to play one more season, and I think probably the same for Bakhtiari. I think that we have a good, a solid future with Zach Tom, probably at left tackle. But I think I think we're going to get one more year out of those guys. I agree. I think it's a package deal for sure because, like you know, it, let's say Rogers does retire, right? If Rogers does retire and you feel like Zach Tom can play as good or better than Bakhtiari, then it's kind of like the girlfriend that leaves you and she left your dog there. You just throw the dog out in the cold too, right? I mean, that's, that's what everybody does. So I could kind of see it. You wouldn't unfold. save your dog? But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, so with that being said, I, I do I, – I believe that Bach comes back. I think Aaron comes back. And I think it's the two most important positions on offense, man. I mean, it's absolutely huge that you've got veterans at those two positions and there's no reason to rush with love. If love is the guy you extend him, that cap hit hits in 2024, Aaron Rodgers retires, you free up cap room from the retirement. If Bach walks away, you free up room in the uh, cap room with the retirement of Bakhtiari. Zach Tom plugs and plays. Zach Tom is going to be the key to this offensive success moving forward. And the fact that he was that late of a, a pick is just absolutely phenomenal. So I'm going to go ahead and share the screen. We're going to move on to the next big play here. And this came in the fourth quarter, 257 left. The uh, Packers were uh, winning at this point, 20 to 19. All right. So kind of got back out in front. Packers got a one point lead. And guys, I bashed on him most of the game. I seen him blow coverage after coverage. And we're talking about Jair Alexander, Mr. $20 million a year, right? And then he came up absolutely huge and proved me wrong here in the fourth quarter. Like I said, 257 left. Here's the play. Ball the football. Looking to throw again. Come back route. It is picked off potentially by Giant. All right. So the cutoff kind of kind of quick there, but you heard it. Um, here's the beautiful thing about that. When you seen him get burned, I believe it was on the Nikhil Hurt Nikhil Harry play, if I remember correctly. He got he burned twice. Jump, he tried to jump the sit and go, right? And he got burned. Was that was that the play? Am I thinking right with Harry? Yeah. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so here you see, you know, we're complaining about that, we being me in the chat, right? We're complaining that he jumped that sit and go, but then it turns around and he jumps a sit later on, gets pretty much the – I don't want to say the game ceiling, but that was probably the most important play of the day, right? So, Jairo Alexander, what, huge – What did you say in the chat, Clayton, that, that you hate him until you don't? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. That's the way it's, it, it reminds me of Mike Holmgren back in the day when they said that he would talk about Favre and he was going, no, no, no. And then he turns into a big play and goes, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was me all day with Jair. But um, what do you think, Jacob? Am I too, am I too critical of Jair Alexander this year, man? Because I've definitely been very vocal and like, man, he's, he seems to be kind of 
screw the scheme at times. I'm going to do what I think is right. or Not that, that I'm more important than the team, but it's like, okay, I'm smart enough that I can gamble on this play, and it's caused some big plays. But am I being too critical, you think? Mm, I don't think that you're being too critical. I think that you're being just accurately critical because if we can remember last week, if I'm not mistaken, I, was it even Sam uh, Holman or somebody that showed us, or maybe it was you, Clay, that uh, showed us that there was a uh, one of those plays where there was an opportunity for Jair to go in, lower his shoulder, absolutely try and stop a defender from running into the goal line. And I'm telling you what, play. this guy whiffed. I mean, yeah. whiffed. Of all whiffs, like he made a he, business decision. I was gonna <laughs> say it was a career choice. That was yeah. one of those things where it's like I see myself trying to play longer by not making this play. Um, now that being said, I've seen him tonight and in other games where he is. As Packer fans, we always ask ourselves, why isn't there any any raw raw guys? Why aren't there any guys on the sidelines hyping people up? Why isn't anybody dumping? you know, headbutting people on the face like they're Dan Campbell and they're just doing crazy <laughs> stuff. Cocaine bear. I want a cocaine bear on the Hey, you know that's a true story, right? Like, oh, I know it is. Trust me, Clayton. We covered it in our podcast. Did you? <laughs> yeah, we did. I um, remember growing I, up listening to that. I want a that's cocaine That's how our little league coach in Kentucky got us fired up before games. <laughs> See, like Justin, I, that was not just a plug in our show. That was a real, actual thing. <laughs> just saying. But I need a cocaine bear on the sidelines, man. I need somebody jacking us up. And if, if Jair is that guy, if he's the guy that gets people, you know, jacked up and ready to go, you know, run through a brick wall, then I like that about him. And I've always thought that that was his persona. And, he, you know, he's he's the he's he's our Dion. He's our Dion Sanders completely. And Dion, though, always made plays. He never was the guy that talked the smack and then left something to be wanted. And Jair, on a few different occasions. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, nah, everything's PG. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. 
510 declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Lately this year has been us thinking, like, why did we pay this guy? Like, why? And then again, then to see him have that interception, <clears throat> redemption, very much so. It, uh, it, it definitely made him go back into my I like him category, but he's real close on that in between because, you know. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And Jake in the chat agrees. He says, man, Jair needed that play, and he really did, man. That's that's yeah. the type of play. It's kind of like the Christian Watson over-the-shoulder catch yes. there yep. that Aaron Rodgers said really changed the season for him. That could be that kind of spark for Jair for sure. But uh, what, an- what do you think, Justin? Listen, I got a dog screaming down here, so I'm going to go let him in. He wants to be in the I got I got a kid studio. screaming over here, yeah, too, but I'm going to keep rolling for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but – I don't know, man. He's kind of been making those kind of plays all year, hasn't he? Like, I think the defense as a whole has underperformed. Yes. We just haven't been playing well, but we've just had a bunch of flash plays, and Jires made a bunch of those. Yeah. It just, it's just been a down year for, for the whole team, and, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to look. Now, I, I just didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think it no, specifically in the secondary because we looked at Jair like he was our, you know, like I said, our Deion Sanders, our shutdown corner, and he's the guy. And then we thought we had Stokes, who was our second year, you know, phenom guy that's going to be that up and coming guy. And then we thought we had Razul, the free agent, free, free, or the freak free agent that we got off the streets that's supposed to be so shut down. And literally every single one of those guys have kind of played just like, you know, like third stringers, basically. So yeah. we're J- kind of staying. Jair, Jair I, I have not been that upset with because the dude's been making plays. He's, he's He has given up some big plays. Stokes, I don't know. I, I was never high on him from the get-go. I, I think he kind of always has been what he has been. He's He has not been great. And But Rasul Douglas, I, I am a little bit upset with this year. Like, I, I feel like last year – he, he really killed it in this year. No bueno. No bueno. So I, not, I, not done great. So I'd push back a little bit. I think, I think Stokes, it's not that he's not, I think that he's not a well-rounded cornerback at this point in his career, but he has the, the absolute athletic tendencies that would, I still have hopes in him. It's kind of like how I was with Savage mm. on like year two. And now, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at Savage. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like Stokes has the tools. He can be good, but he just – And so does Savage. He hasn't – well, yes. yeah. You know, it's I like – Did you guys, just, listen, they both did you guys listen to Ryan's podcast this morning? Uh, no, no, I have not yet, no. So I did was, not listen to anybody's podcast this morning. I've been running around like crazy all day. Gosh, you're selfish. Ugh, it's no, always you it. and your family. <laughs> hateful Justin, as always. Um, so <laughs> get rid of that nickname. No, no it's really guy. good. It's sticking. It's sticking. Thanks, well. Tony. Um, so I thought, yeah, thanks, Tony. I, I, Ryan's contention was that basically this is definitely going to be a defensive coaching type issue. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I at this point, like, I don't know if I can disagree with that. I just don't know if i can i yeah you know but i will say clayton we talked about this specifically in the chat there was another one play again where everybody was in position to do what they needed to do 
and they just didn't. And I had, all right, oh yeah, I'm so glad I remembered this. I had a great quote. I can't remember exactly what it is because I'm not going to be so vain as to look it up. But in in regards to as basically the 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 question was phrased as, is it the coach's job to, if, so let's say a defensive coach gets a first round draft pick, which the Packers have seven of them, if I'm not mistaken. So therefore, a guy hears that and they say, well, all right, you have seven round or seven first round draft picks. Therefore, you have talent on your team. So it's their job, meaning the player's job to perform and do their due diligence. And if they don't, then it's on the players. And that was I was pushing back just a little bit. And I said, well, that's like saying if you buy like a, a car off the lot and you never change the oil, you never put any gas in it, you never put the tires in, and you just expect that that car is going to be the same car that you bought going forward. Right. And to me, that's where, in this in this analogy, this is a great Ryan Schlipp analogy. I'm, I'm a analogy, a analogy, a analogy. You got to The coaches are the maintenance guys, man. They're there to put to put those tires in, man. They're there to check the the oil level. They're there to make sure the transmission's running. You know what I'm saying? They're there to make sure that car is running. Like an O'Reilly's commercial. I love this. Oh, 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 O'Reilly, sponsor us. What's up? Yeah, sponsor in the chat. Rock Auto, Auto Parts. Yeah, we're not, we're not crazy. <laughs> Anybody, get in there. But I'm just saying. I mean, that's in my opinion. <clears throat> that is where, like, we got a, we got a bunch of talent, and maybe that's another analogy. Is we have a ball of clay, and they're all first round talents. It's coach's job to mold that into actual pieces of art. Man, that was a good one too. Absolutely. Oof, good stuff. All right, so who's so here in the chat? Go back a little bit here. He said, I had to hop back on because I feel like everyone is too quick to write off Jenkins. It's funny. Goose is in the administrator chat. He's in the listener chat. I, I'm going to see him he's pumping gas here in Tennessee I, tomorrow somehow. Like, he's all over the place here. But he I says, don't want to write off Jenkins, but I, I just feel like he he has to be a guard. Yeah. It feels like it does. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He, he says he played at, at a wanna... very elite level at left, at left tackle last year and has been trending back to us to that back – to for the last few games. Uh, it's true. He's had flashes here or there, but uh, you know, it, that's, I think it's, again, it's kind of like what we talked about with Yash early in the season, Jacob, that we just assume that we're playing Madden and it's like, ah, oh, put an yeah. offensive line wherever <laughs> you want to. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's pretty obvious to me that Elton Jenkins is a solid left guard, right? I would, I've actually had the opinion of, you know what, if you're not going to play him at tackle and for some reason, Josh Myers didn't pan out, let's say he does pan out. And this actually goes back to the contract situation. Who is our center if Josh Myers goes down? Have we thought about that? Jenkins. Jenkins I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, but if Jenkins is not on the roster, who is it? Last year it was Lucas Patrick, right? Right. So I thought, wasn't it Jake Hansen for a while too? When we drafted Elton Jenkins, he was drafted. It, It popped up on my phone. Like we just drafted a center. Right. Like, I'm like, why did we just draft a center? We had Corey Lindsley at that time. Like, what what the heck are they doing? Oh, and I'm so proud of you for not swearing right there, buddy. Yeah, dude, I you're so really hard on that. Not for sure. I'm not going to try to turn this into the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. I'm, I'm <laughs> keeping it clean for Clayton. <laughs> right, so since we're talking about time. the offensive line, I'm going to go to a, another play here. This came in the fourth quarter, two minutes left. Green Bay was winning 20 to 19. This one kind of sealed the deal. And this was a fun one to watch, guys. We talked about it all game long. They set this play up 
over and over and over. You heard on the last play that we – or the play before the Alexander interception, the A.J. Dillon t- uh, touchdown run, it said fake to Watson, right? And then watch this play right here. Let's listen along. One-point game. It's not the first time that's happened this year. It's Watson on the end around. He can fly. He can fly to the end zone. Touchdown, Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> that that ball put on the turn. First rushing touchdown of the rookie's career. My no, man, no, he, he got in the air, fellas, and he realized was, that's was not, that really not a good idea, right? Was that not the second rushing touchdown he had? They said it was his first, but I thought it was. I think the too. first was technically a touch pass. I believe oh, so it counts yeah, as yeah. a touchdown, but you know, us Packer fans, Packer homers, we're not going to mention that that's one of the touchdown passes in the stats, right? Like we're just, <laughs> we're not going to mention that, at least the handoffs. So. But they said that he had the six, the six touchdown passes in the last whatever. So oh, I, I mean, whatever. I could be wrong. We need to check that for sure. Because there's See, been I couldn't, people kind of bring that up. That I couldn't find a, I couldn't find one of those, those updated stats and uh, just because, just before we started streaming, but now I have to think that so over the last four games, it has to be oh god, 25 catches, 550 yards, eight touchdowns, something around that line, or something you know, maybe less yardage. Um, I mean, the dude's been just <laughs> rookie of the year, <laughs> rookie of the year, bro. It's listen, AJ Dillon, 18 carries, 93 yards, 5.2 a pop, right? And outside of that, I mean, you had. Aaron Jones, nine carries, 26 yards. Granted, he was banged up, only 2.9 a pop. Patrick Taylor had one for six. Aaron ended up rushing three times, averaged 1.3 a pop. But Christian Watson, one carry, 46 yards, dude. You've seen the speed, Justin. When he took the corner, dude, there was no doubt. And you heard Darius Big Play Slay say last week, this dude has got has got veteran DBs miscalculating their angles. But, I mean – his he said there's, there's fast, and then there's fast, fast. And he said he's right. fast, fast. As, as soon as he hit that corner, I said I, – I looked over and I said, he's gone. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Dude, as Dude, soon as he good. got it, and I seen the edge kind of get sealed off, I didn't even worry about the second level. I'm like, I don't even care where they're at. He He's going to have so much speed and momentum, this cat's gone. He's, he's gone for sure. So it's exciting, man, because that really opens up this, this Matt LaFleur offense, you know, to where we talk about. And when Christian Watson – went down with the injuries, you had none of that. There was nobody playing that reverse row, playing that jet motion. How, how different does this offense look when Christian Watson is on the field compared to when he's not? Yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. Night and can I, day. Can I bring up some weird fact here or just an interesting fact? Absolutely, man. Please do. As we're all sitting here comp- contemplating as, oh, my God, the Packers had such a bad season. What are we going to do? looking forward into the next year, meaning like, you know, do we have any hope going into next year? Well, think about this. We've got arguably the best quarterback that's ever played the game coming back, hopefully next year. If he doesn't, then we have arguably one of the best uh, upcoming rookie, not rookie, but first year starters that have happened in, in recent memory. That being said, we also have arguably the best running back duo in the league. We have a very up-and-coming wide receiver core that's as rookie receivers like Watson, Dobbs, even Torre. We have uh, legit guys like Lazard. Let's look over at the Bears' side, thinking that maybe 
this is what's going to happen when they show up the next year. They got Justin Fields, who has been shown to be a paper tiger. The guy can run the ball. If you have to force him to be an actual quarterback in a game time situation, he will poop in his bed, sir. And then you have rushing people that, you know, their leading rusher is almost every single year or every single game this year going to be Fields. Montgomery, if you want to think that he's a great player, great. Let's look at the receivers, guys. Let's look at this real quick. Their leading receiver was Equinamius St. Brown. You remember him? He was a guy we cut a long time ago because he sucks. He got three receptions. To, granted, he got it on us, so that makes us look like crap. But three receptions for 85 yards. Cole Komet, a tight end that nobody thought would do anything this year, who honestly I didn't either. But then other than that, the only guy that had a big play was Nikhil Harry, a guy that got cut by the Patriots like a long time ago who nobody thought would have a career. And then Chase Claypool was their leading targeted receiver other than Cole Komet. And he only got five receptions for 28 yards and he left with an injury. So I'm just saying, wow, we really did have a good game. And even if this is a bears up and coming team, everybody's saying they're up and coming as the Packers are limping into their worst year ever, we're still smoking these dudes. So let's just take this all and, and put it in perspective. So absolutely. And Justin had to hop off, man. I think he must have an, an equity brown jersey that's autographed, and you just ruined his night. So maybe yeah. maybe that's why he had to hop. I don't know. Yeah. Now he's on daddy duty, but we appreciate him hopping on. He may be back. So in the chat here, Jake says, Sewell, talking about Russell Douglas, always takes chances. Last season he guessed right at a higher rate than this year. That's exactly right. And we've seen the interceptions last year, Jacob, and it was awesome. Who is this guy? Why is he so good? It's obvious that he plays very, very aggressive in the secondary. And, and today I had several negative marks for Russell Douglas. I felt like he had a bad day. You're probably going to see his PFF grade be a little bit lower. I really, I really expect that. But that's a great point that Jake makes there in the chat. And then uh, let's see here. Goose says, I wonder if the cornerbacks are suffering because they don't trust the safeties. I wouldn't trust the safeties with my ex-girlfriend's puppy. I'm telling you right now, like it, it's bad, bad news there. Um, Rudy Ford, bro. Can we talk about Rudy Ford real quick? Yeah, yeah. Because he's been a guy that I just – I really, really was in, encouraged by. And don't get me wrong, he did make a couple actually really great plays in pockets. But there were some other game. plays – Yes. But there was other plays where you're like, okay, this is why he's not, you know, a first-round draft pick, starting safety, blah, blah, blah. But I really do think that he – because of how much of a, a step back he is on um, being a starting role in the NFL, I think that he still has made more positives – Overall, absolutely. And I still am a Rudy Ford fan. I really am. So no, I am too, man. And and you know, I, I expect them to have a bad PFF grade. When I say bad, it's not going to be in the eighties, right? It, it could be in no. the seventies. It might be in the sixties. No. Um, but I, I'll say this: when you need a play, who's making it? It's Rudy Ford. Like right. when when they when they strip that ball out. Granted, Russell Douglas stripped the ball out, but who who was there? He's always in the right place, Jake. Now. Early in the game, he did blow a coverage, to the best of my knowledge. I'm eager to go and, and look at it for maybe chalk talk or just – I think I saw at least two. I felt like he had the underneath, the underneath protection and he did not drop deep enough on that little out slash corner route. But uh, that's really how I felt. Jake says in the chat, last four weeks, 15 catches, 313 yards, seven touchdowns, 49 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. I'm assuming that's for Christian Watson. That's got to be Watson, right? Yeah, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Oof. And he says, uh, probably going to have to add Addison – slash Johnson to the mix for the Bears as well. So good stuff, man. Um, Mike in the chat says, this win does not make up for all the bad play by both the offense and especially the defense. It cannot be unseen. Hey, I got to agree with you, man. Um, you know, a win is a win, 
But this team has been exposed this year. There's no two ways about it, right? But I know this. This game today, I heard very little chatter about Tank for a better pick because this was Bears week. This was the week where you come out and say, look, we've got the opportunity to be the all-time winningest team yeah. in NFL history. We we finally get to take over. And we over did that. And we that did that. Time. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's all about winning. And and it's what I love about Aaron Rodgers is, like, every everything kind of pointed to maybe Aaron should sit, right? Maybe Aaron should rest it up. Maybe Aaron should go on the four-week hour and see if love can spark a little something and this and that. And, and Aaron said over and over, I want to be out there with my guys. And I pointed out on my podcast, if you think there's somebody in that locker room that wants to hear anything other than I want to be out there with my guys and I'm willing to go out there and play hurt because the coaching staff obviously still feels like Aaron is a better choice than Jordan Love right now, even with the injury. That's something that's going to win the teammates over even more. And it tells me that I think there's a chance he comes back next year. I, I really I really want to believe that Aaron and Bakhtiari both come back. But he did talk after the game, and, and I'm going to ask your comments here in a minute, Jacob, but I'm going to share the screen here and play his post-game press conference here, or interview on the field, rather. And let's hear what 12 had to say after this win over the Bears. Much, uh, Aaron, quite the strong finish from this group with you guys trailing 18 unanswered points to close this game. What was the key for you guys? This execution, we had some mental mistakes, uh, jump off sides and negative yards plays at various times. But the fourth quarter, we buckled down. We had a big third down, I think, really to Christian on third and seven. Fourth quarter, got it rolling. We had some good play calls by Matt and uh, put them away at the end. Uh, you've had some special moments uh, throughout your career in this building. And then on the two-point conversion to Mercedes, a nice little salute to the crowd. Uh, what was that one about? You never know what's going to be the last one. Uh, you know, they got great fans here in Chicago, but it truly has been a second home for me. We've had a lot of big wins here over the years, a lot of great moments uh, with Kobe and with so many other guys over the years. So it's fun to come back here, get a win, and uh, let the fans know I'm still here. <laughs> well, you're still here despite all the ailments. It was really important for you to play in this game. And you told us there's a chance everything is winnable for you guys down the stretch. So what do you tell your guys here in the stretch run? Well, we had a much needed bye week. So we got some guys banged up. Aaron Jones was banged up today. Uh, Romeo was close to playing, but kind of tweaked in, in practice. So good to get him back. But, uh, you know, we've had stretches where we've been playing really good football. I feel like we can beat anybody, as we saw last week. We can also lose to anybody, as we've seen this season. So it's been up and down, but we're hoping to finish on a high note these last four and just give ourselves an opportunity. But can't win the last four, last five, unless you win the first one. So it's nice to get this one. We'll enjoy the bye week and uh, much need a rest and come back for a Monday night. All right, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, coming back for that Monday night. Does that sound familiar, Jacob? Uh, uh, yeah, all, all too familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it, man. I think it's going to be awesome. And it's my understanding that they are shutting Matt, Matt Stafford down pretty much for the entire season. I think they said he won't be available until week 17, if I understood correctly. So we'll be getting a backup quarterback there. There's a lot of things that's starting to go the Packers way. It's just, we have to have some help outside to get us in the playoffs, but uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff. So Jake says uh, he really wanted to say, I still like to renew ownership. <laughs> Love it, man. Absolutely love it. <clears throat> Can um, I share one real quick thing I thought was interesting? Go ahead. Just uh, when you look at the leading uh, defensive tacklers for both teams, we had Devondre Campbell, 
as our leader, uh, followed by Jair with seven, and then followed by Quay. And then we had on the other side, Jack Sanborn, their rookie. So here, let me let me phrase it this way, I should say. A veteran Green Bay defender had the leading tackler as with 11 tackles, followed by our veteran, you know, cornerback uh, Jair, and then our rookie linebacker. They had their rookie linebacker and their rookie cornerback, followed by a veteran linebacker, all being the top tacklers. And it's just kind of weird how we mixed and matched those. And Jack Sanborn, once again, I'm going to go here and brag. Wisconsin linebacker, a guy that I thought would be even better than Leo Chanel. I witnessed, I, it. I witnessed I it. said that, and then I thought, man, that was probably a stupid thing to say because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sanborn ended up going undrafted. Chanel got picked, I believe, like in the second round or first round by the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't think that's working out very well. But Sanborn, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I watched this kid. He looks like Erlacher incarnate. I mean, he 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 can play the pass, play the run. I just I was like, super excited to see that. Not to brag on the Bears, but I'm just I'm happy to see a Wisconsin Badger really playing well and he's played well over at multiple games. So <clears throat> anyways, I just wanted to brag on my Badgers. So absolutely. I mean, I love it. Dude. Chanel was a late third rounder. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> We're going to go to Christian Watson here real quick and just understand guys. It sounded like the sound quality of, of the press conference set up here was a little bit rough. So I apologize if it's too loud, too quiet. Hopefully you can hear it okay, but we're going to give it a shot before we wrap this big bear up. But let's go listen to what Christian Watson said after the game. DM, uh, but I mean, if we're calling the play on fourth down, we need to execute it. So I think I think it was huge for us. I think they were in zone. Uh, I, I saw the two high look originally, so I thought I was um, just going to be able to double up on that backer and then uh, just find that zone right in the middle. But the safety ended up uh, cutting the route a little bit. Um, so, you know, as soon as I turned inside, I saw Aaron rolling out. Um, you know, I obviously knew if it was too high and, and the safety was uh, coming in, there would be no one outside. So uh, just a you know, quick little adjustment on the fly. I feel like the chemistry, even though you missed so much time, like is that chemistry for those kind of reads? Do you feel like there's something happening there now? Uh, for sure, uh, for sure. I think that you know the more the more reps I get with twelve, uh, the better that chemistry gets. Uh, I don't even think you guys can hear the rest of it. I don't know those guys. They don't they don't know whether to crap or go blind, so they close one eye and fart during that press conference there. So. Um, I, the sound quality sound like me trying to call in a pizza circa 1990 on Uncle Bill's phone back home in Kentucky. So that's rough, man, rough. But you, you heard him kind of talking about how, yeah, I noticed that I seen the safety drop down, so I immediately thought, okay, they might be in too high, so I adjusted. With, like, this dude's getting it, Jacob. He's getting oh, yeah. it. He, he has become a receiver, and it's so freaking exciting. So as we get ready to wrap up, man, um, like I said, I just wanted to kind of hear his take there and, and point out the fact that he's – He's really starting to understand the game at a different level. And like Aaron pointed out, it just, you know, Christian Watson's a great case study how one play can change the whole trajectory of your career. And, and that over-the-shoulder catch there several weeks ago really sparked all this that, hey, I can do this. I can do this at this level. But as we get ready to wrap up, um, is there anything else you want to hit on? I mean, honestly, no, man. I'm just um, – <clears throat> I feel super blessed that uh, this was the outcome tonight. I feel super blessed that we get to go – you know, have a, a, a bye week where our team can go and heal and kind of connect, hopefully re reevaluate what they're doing, reevaluate what they want for the rest of their season. I'm amazingly blessed that I get to go hang out with you guys after this next bye week, the next game that we play. It's going to be me, Clayton. I think is Sam going to go. I think Justin's going to be there. Hopefully Tony, um, if we have to go and get a mob of people with pitchforks, we'll get, 
Ryan out of his house, maybe <laughs> to show possibly, up, <laughs> or at least we'll get him to zoom call. <laughs> soon. Um, you know, if coach could go anyway, it's just, man, this is what it's all about, man. It makes me think about my, um, when I, when I listened to the John Madden Thanksgiving intro, like it's, it's about football and family and friends. And it is, man. It's just, that's what it's Absolutely. all about. Even on a year where it might be a losing year, I'm excited to hang out with my football brethren and my, my fellow Packer fans. So Hopefully the next time we talk to you guys, or it'd be before that, but hopefully we can do something that's maybe live from Lambo. Um, I don't know if we've figured that out yet, Clayton, but I think that should be something we definitely try to do. It'd be at least hilarious to listen to. So that's that's where I'm at. We might be able to do it. You know, I'm sitting here thinking we're going to do dinner at 1919 Kitchen and Tap Sunday evening. If we can get enough people together, and I understand everybody's in town for a limited amount of a number, you know, a limited amount of time, and they want to go, you know, see all the sites and do these things. But if we can get people together. That would be really cool. Maybe we could try to do it on Restream on the phone and us just have a conversation sitting over dinner at Lambeau Field at the 1919 Kitchen. That would be awesome. That'd that be would be funny. really cool. So we I don't know if we could edit that, but. <laughs> that's the thing. We may have to mark that one as adult content because, uh, you know, everything that we do on this podcast, we definitely mark it clean. And it's funny. I always try to thank Jacob as when I record a podcast, even by myself, because I get a little bit hot headed at times. I know that's a big surprise. Right. But. I find myself going, okay, there is a father and a son listening to this podcast together right now, right? That's how I always run it through the filter. And us sitting around having a couple spotted cows, a drink or two, and some great beer cheese soup at 1919 Kitchen and Tap on the upper level of Lambeau Field, it's going to be really hard to keep the language in control. So, yeah. 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 We'll see what we can do. <laughs> Maybe we can get Ryan to send out a special edition of it or something. So. With that being said, though, guys, we're going to get out of here. We really appreciate everybody hanging out in the chat. Um, going back through here, Jake, Goose, Mike, uh, Bill, Ryan, um, the whole gang, everybody, you guys are awesome. We really appreciate your time. Again, the Packers come away with a 28 to 19 victory. If you're listening to this on Monday, uh, you know, grinding out on the on the. Uh, what are you laughing about, Jay? Because you didn't mention the xgirls.xss live. Find us on the dating so site. Bad. Everybody else was. <laughs> Every week I block another one and, and they keep popping up in there. So I don't know what to do about it, man. Clayton know. denied the, the dating love site that apparently loves us a lot. So hey, evidently. I don't know, man. Go pick go. It is what it is. I think my dog's been up here on the computer or something. You know. <laughs> anyway. So for those of you listening on the pod on Monday, uh, we appreciate you taking time out of the work day to hang out with us. Um, so we're going to get out of here. Uh, like I said, Packers come away 28 to 19 over the Bears. We are the all-time winningest franchise in the history yeah, of the let's league, go. which is let's awesome. Go. So as always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go, Pack, go. Turn inside the 10, leaps for the touchdown!